Welcome to to Blunts and Bravo. This is the show where we get super duper high and then we talk about our favorite Bravo reality shows. That's right. And today we are talking about all three parts of the Real Housewives of Atlanta reunion. That's right. All three. In case you are unaware, my name is Tish. And I'm Rhonda. Oh, good. We did this first. I know. I thought about it. And we are your hosts this evening. As Rhonda said, we're talking about Atlanta. And so let's just hop into it. All right. So the theme this year was Dungeon. And we know why. Mm -hmm. And that is because it was the only storyline that mattered this season. It was uh, almost the only reason the season of Atlanta had to exist. Yes. Dungeon's the theme and they have the set. The set is really cool. Actually, probably one of my favorite sets so far from the franchises that I've seen. It was set up. It was all black and they had had like some burgundy accents. It's very boudoir. The green velvet chairs. I Were you in love? I almost. I would have I would drive to New York to pick those up if, if I could have them. Oh wow. I liked them that much. All right. And then they had cases of all of the lingerie costumes that were used for the bachelorette party for Cynthia. Yeah, and Bolo's fake Chanel <laughs> was on display. On display, on display. Everyone comes into the reunion. You know, it's kind of fun to see all the different elements that are brought to the set. And then you see the women come in and they have to still get ready for the reunion. And I always think that that is something that they do every reunion. They show you their lavish set and then the women come in with no makeup. Yeah, how it all comes together. Actually, there really wasn't a lot of chitter chatter at the beginning like they normally do. I mean, it was just the And there was no bird. Like in the Potomac reunion? Yes. So. No. R.I.P. T'Challa. Let's get into the outfits, shall we? Yes. All right. So Candy, she uh, wore a dominatrix outfit. Um, She thought the dress code was going to be more costume, which is why she's dressed so different. (laughs) <laughs> from the ladies so I she, thought she was cute and I do too she was a little annoyed by that but I think anytime you dress up in full costume and everybody's like no this was just <laughs> it's just a regular hang uh it was very reminiscent of Bridget Jones diary oh yeah when she shows up in the bunny costume yes that's kind of <laughs> how I felt for candy so she had on uh leather short shorts fishnets thigh high boots with the little corset top and the full length gloves she had the pinup style going, like that full on Sally role, Spectra. That was cute. Yeah, very cute victory roll. Portia had a beautiful four length uh, sequin mermaid gown. It was off one shoulder. You know, it fit beautifully on her. And then it had kind of uh, big shoulders to it. Mm-hmm. And then her hair was flat. So she had great big shoulders and a little tiny head. <laughs> and it just seemed very, I wanted her to come out like in full Like disproportionate? Wig. It was very disproportionate. Okay. And then Cynthia and drew you took no notes <laughs> no. there i none of it didn't move me i wasn't like oh okay miss kenya had on a black sequin one shoulder gown with a high slit on the side some black feathers on one shoulder as an embellishment i think she has some jewels that were going up her neck as well and then her makeup she's always flawless that girl either has a great team or but i think she does too like just on her own mm-hmm. i don't like to give can you credit for anything but her makeup is always flawless so they jump right in first topic is of course something that makes all women feel great they asked about all the weight that they gained during uh quarantine when we were all 
baking bread and getting baked and eating yeah and then doing repeat rinse (laughs) all of that because everything was closed right (laughs) you know all of them kind of talked a little bit about it they showed some clips about how they felt about their body but most of them have pretty much lost all that weight by the time the reunion was shot kenya's asked why the ladies say that her butt is enhanced and she says she doesn't care but then she goes into this full-on explanation about how she gained weight in covid and then when she lost the weight the butt got smaller and that proved how much she didn't care that they said that about her butt Hmm. she's like well since we're here i'll go ahead and clarify so they go right into Portia and uh, look at her in the first half of the season about the work that she did for Black Lives Matter, protesting and getting arrested. And many of the women in the clip and on stage say that they're proud of the things that she did. And even Andy gives her some props. She says she's happy that she had a platform that she could show all those things to the world. And the women celebrate the fact that with the help of home, oh, the Queen Stacey Abrams turning Georgia blue in this past election. I never thought I'd see it. Uh, you know what? It was a beautiful thing to see, though. Yes. I hoped and hoped. I wasn't sure it was going to happen. But it was nice to watch election results and not get drunker. Only until after, because we were celebrating. Yeah. <laughs> It was nice to see that all the women were, for one short moment, on the same Just side. A- just brief a blip. If you um, blink, you'd miss it. Exactly. <laughs> you know, a viewer asked Kenya why she doesn't believe in Portia and why she can't just be happy for the work Portia's being done. <sighs> Kenya. She says that she just feels like it's false. And one of the reasons is because when Portia filmed the PSA and asked all the other ladies, she didn't ask Kenya to be a part of it. And, you know, Portia says that she wants to help all people of color and give them a voice, be they man or woman. And then she also said that it doesn't matter what Kenya thinks because she's going to continue to do the work that she does. But... You know, she also said that the reason why she didn't ask Kenya is because by this point, it had already gotten back to her that Kenya was talking about her and saying kind of a derogatory things about the stuff that she was doing. And, you know. Yeah, like she was getting arrested on purpose and all that. Yeah, that it was all for publicity and then for clout and not actually. Yeah, you can't insult somebody and claim publicly that you think that they're doing it for clout and then be like, hey, why didn't you invite me to this thing? Like, you clearly don't believe in what I'm doing. Why would I? bring it's almost like a pander exactly it, it is it is a pander to make themselves look good yeah i mean you know portia goes back and, and basically asks her well what is it that you've done to help the movement and that starts one of many many fights that we are about to cover <laughs> especially with those two if yes. there's one thing that's gonna happen with portia and kenya they're gonna have an argument 110 <laughs> percent Andy does ask Portia if she recommends backing any particular organization. And she mentions um, Until Freedom. Yes. And then uh, we go to Kenya. And the first question that she gets is about where her marriage stands with uh, her weird husband, Mark. She says that she has full custody of Brooklyn now and that they're still in court. She says she takes her marriage seriously, which is why she's still wearing her ring until her marriage is over. But I mean, that marriage has been over for a long time. And it's been weird and full of secrecy. Like, how do you marry a man and have a child with him and you've never met his parents and you can't stay with him when you go to New York to see him? Um, that's called desperation. And it's a stench that Kenya has had for a very long time. Yeah, I think he's just, in this instance, I think he's riding on her coattails. 
I don't have the high opinion of Mark. All right, let's let's open this up a little bit. <laughs> no one knew him, not even Cynthia, who at the time was supposedly the bestie. Yeah. And she ran off and she got married out of and nowhere. And didn't tell her father. Didn't tell her father. He obviously, you know, he she hasn't met the parents. None of her friends know him. That stinks a lot. And I I and I can only imagine that the reason why she would do this is because for years she has been desperate to get married and have children. Mm-hmm. And she's wanted to be a wife for so long. She is holding on to it with everything she has. Yeah. And she re- is refusing to let it go. But it is pretty obvious that she didn't really know him. And she obviously didn't vet him because she would have known that there were problematic moments. Yeah. It's sad that it's happened. But some people can get eloped at I mean, some get people eloped. can get <laughs> That sounds like they got stabbed. Yeah, well, you know, life is like that. Some people can go and, you know, after a short courtship, go and get married and that shit works out. That is not everybody's reality. Sometimes those feelings fade and you're like, whoa, who the hell is this? And I'm married to this guy? Well, I've always found it interesting that some of the things that happened and the way he acted about certain things, but also, okay, it was brought up that he, when he had filed that he asked for spousal support mm-hmm. and then tried to play it off that he didn't understand the paperwork. Yeah. Oh, when he put it in. And I'm like, okay, wait a second. You've been, you've, we know that you hardly knew her. We know that you both ran off and didn't tell your families you were getting married and that it was super secret. You knew she was on a reality show. You knew that was how she made her money. And then you refused to be on the show. Yeah. You marry a person and then you don't have a solid plan of either moving to where they are or they're coming up to be with you that you are planning on living in two separate cities. Yeah, it didn't even seem like that part was worked out. Yeah, and and then she got pregnant, which is what she wanted. But we've watched on this show multiple times that he has used that child like a weapon. Mm-hmm. against her yeah i'm sorry mark you look like a cunt a viewer asked drew why she's always bringing up kenya's marriage in a derogatory way while she had no idea where her husband was when he disappeared and went off to tampa a uh, very uh solid question i agree uh drew tries to say that it, it it's that she doesn't talk about kenya's marriage and i'll be honest i don't really remember her talking a lot about kenya's marriage yeah, maybe a couple times, but... And that was only after she'd had shots taken at her. Mm-hmm. So I thought this question was kind of weird, but maybe I wasn't paying that much of attention. But I thought, I watched this thing three times. I didn't see it. <laughs> I didn't see it. She says that actually that's not true. And then Candy says that it is true. And Kenya calls it bullshit. But then Drew says that it's because Kenya has been taking pop shots at her marriage before she even really met them. And also that she called them strays when she showed up to Cynthia's party for the first time, which they, of course, showed the Shady Bravo edit so that we could see it too. Kenya says that it was a joke between her and Cynthia, but even Cynthia jumped in and was like, yeah, I knew it was a joke, but I could see why she would be upset about it. Yeah. Then they start to argue, which they argue a lot. Drew does a low blow 
saying that her whole family is under the same roof in quarantine. And then Kenya shot back that, well, that's not true. Not everyone. Your baby's daddy's was under the roof of a a jail. Like that's, we saw him. (laughs) But also, why would he be under the same roof? She's not with him anymore. I'm like, it was, it it was deflection. And it was very poor deflection. And it was just the beginning. Buckle up, everybody. (laughs) The one thing I can say, though, is that Cynthia was pretty open about this stuff that she thought Kenya went out of bounds with. And she doesn't usually say Kenya goes out of bounds much. Mm -hmm. But several times she looked at Kenya appalled at, at what she said. And I was like, that's interesting. She probably looks at her appalled a lot. <laughs> Let's be honest. So we jump to the costume that Kenya wore to Fallon's Halloween party. She showed up in that Native American costume, war bonnet, uh, and was dragged by the viewers. Boy, was she, and deservedly so. And Bravo apologized for it, and Kenya apologized for it, and the broadcast has been, like, edited out now. And they also, um, I found this interesting that they brought in a team of people to teach Kenya why it was insensitive. Yeah, like, how do you not know? Well, but she brings up the old, I've got a Indian in my family in West Virginia, you know, she has ants that live on the reservation. But never answered. She never <laughs> She never said how much, what tribe. Yeah. She said it and I just shook my head and I was like, oh man, you're not helping. You really went to those classes? I'm surprised you said that. Yeah. Illuminative was the group that she talked to. Uh please stop disrespecting our culture. Thanks. Yeah. They told her that it was not a costume, it was a custom. Yes. And then Portia brings up that Kenya always wants to have understanding when she messes up and wants immediate forgiveness, but she never offers the other ladies that same grace. And and she, she uses, brought up the Underground Railroad, yep. which I was like, I was hoping that she was going to do because that's 100% accurate. She, If Kenya fucks up, she wants us to we forgive her grace. and move on. Yes, we should have grace when it And comes. not bring it up again. When it but comes to her. we're but still talking else? about something from 2012. Come on. So Portia was 100% in the right in asking that. And then, but yet again, Kenya just deflects and brings up Lauren, who is not even a cast member, nor is she there to defend herself. So, and it is not Portia. So why would you bring that up as a rebuttal? I am not justifying because there was no reason to bring up Lauren, but I'm sure it was brought up because Lauren is Portia's sister. Mm. And so it's family. Drew, I guess, did the same thing. I haven't seen that picture, but I also don't was care. not. Yeah, I don't. And you don't have to? Appar- she was saying that she has actual family who she got that from or something like that. And I don't know. That I tuned was such out. a bullshit excuse. Even when she was saying it, I'm like, you were just. Yeah. And everybody was looking at her like, right now. girl, shut up. <laughs> After the break, Ralph, Drew's husband, comes out and joins us. Joins us. Like we were on the stage, too. Yeah. You know, joins in spirit. Us. We're there and, in spirit. And uh, they start the segment regarding Drew. And he starts to, you know, talk about the fact that, you know, Drew's first son, Josiah, met 
her his biological father on show and about how he was released from jail and that Ralph and her were very open to allowing that relationship between Josiah and his father to happen and how much Ralph actually encouraged that and how you know that was really great of him to do and I agree I thought that that a lot of guys aren't cool with that and he was completely fine and I appreciated that yeah I give him a lot of points for that because not an easy thing to do they do ask how that relationship is going and uh, it kind of seemed like maybe it's going a little slowly but they're still working on it yeah I wonder if it's because of like COVID at the time You know, it was also asked why she would put something so personal on camera for the season. And she said that, you know, she has a lot of single mother friends and she felt that that could be helpful for them to see. Yeah, I think that's going to be one of those scenes that's just divisive. Yes. But we'll get into that a little, well, just in a little bit. Yeah. So Andy asked Candy, since she has a somewhat similar situation with Riley and her father, Block, Candy says she appreciated Drew sharing that part on camera because with Riley and her situation, she feels like she waited too long and her daughter's now built up a wall to keep her father away. But I don't know, just the little clips that we've seen of him on the show, it didn't seem it like doesn't he seem was trying. Like, yeah, I, I think the word father could be used loosely. Yeah. I wonder if it was like a bad breakup and some people are just just hold on to that bitterness. Gotta let that hurt go block. Yeah. Andy asked about Riley, who's now in college, how she's doing. Uh, She said she's doing well and asked about how the court proceedings with the child support are going. And she said he's been told he has to pay the support and they've given him a little time to collect the bulk sum of what he owes to Riley and just gives it to her at once. I think they asked her why she pursued it and it was Riley who wanted to pursue it because that's her money. She wants it. And it is rightfully hers. You know, she has an annuity and she needs cash now. (laughs) Drew asked Kenya why she felt the need to retweet someone who had said that the conversation with Drew's son was cringy. And Kenya says that it made her uncomfortable and that it should have been private. Um... I find this interesting for Kenya to say, considering that, well, we'll get into it, but there were other (laughs) things that should have been private too, but she wanted to talk all about that. Yeah. So Drew said that she felt that it was irresponsible to retweet and it was especially because it was a sensitive topic and that it was below the belt. And uh, she goes on to say that it felt like she was attacking her and her parenting and that it let her know how low she could go. Kenya says that in that regard, her opinion hasn't changed, that it was still cringy. And then Drew said, you know, that it was nasty. And Candy jumps in and says, hey, you know, you you shouldn't be talking about others' children. Yeah. Which I think is also very interesting that Kenya did this and stuck by it. Because remember, she threw a huge hissy fit because she thought that Nini had called her baby fat. A buffalo. A buffalo. Yeah. And Kanini was like, I was talking about you. (laughs) Yeah, I wasn't talking about your kid. This is pretty Yeah, it's the same thing. It's pretty close. She the tweet doesn't say that anybody is cringy, doesn't accuse anyone of being cringy. It's just that the situation being filmed is so private and intimate to them that they don't think it should have been on camera. But that's 
subjective. And that is subjective. Like, it's people's threshold of what they want to show people is bigger than than others. Yeah. And Kenya's jaded. She's been around for a little while. Yeah. She knows what it's like to have things filmed that you don't want seen. But Drew's new to this. She might have thought this is what they expected of her. Well, it kind of is. From this point in time to X point in time, we are filming your life. So yeah, if this shit is happening, she could have been within her right to say, hey, I don't want to film this. She could have also been within her right to say, and I think this is what a lot of the other women do, is if something big is supposed to happen and you know you're filming, you just ask them to wait until filming's over. And then say, hey, I finished filming on this day. Can we make it for this? Right. And I think that's what a lot of the ladies do. If they're smart. (laughs) But you also have a lot of these women do not mind mentioning at all. And But those are the ones that we love we're just talking about miss ashley darby of potomac how she's perfect for the medium we said this before yeah she shows everything she gives you information that uh, the viewers are like oh why did you tell us that did she really just say that but at the same time we eat it up because that's why we're watching these shows Asked about the anniversary dinner. Andy wanted to know if Drew had planned on asking Ralph about the Tampa trip. And she says no. And that they had had a really nice day. But she just couldn't let it go. Asked if she was worried that he was cheating. She said that she had no reason. Because he's never given her a reason to think that in the past. And if I could bottle Candy's are you fucking kidding me face that she made, I could probably just sell a lot of money. Oh, it was just, you could tell that Candy's like, you are insane and I'm not buying yeah, it. Like, I, I didn't buy it. You know, Andy says a lot of questions were asked. And so finally he just goes straight to Ralph and said, what were you doing in Tampa for those three days? And who were you with? And he said he was by himself and that the beach is his refuge. And Candy could not stay quiet. She was like, you passed a bunch of beaches before you got there. Why were they not good enough? So he then, his special Tampa Beach. The sand is different. So then Drew comes in and says that, you know, she confronted him about that. And he showed her hotel receipts and his restaurant receipt showed that there was a party of one. And Andy mentions that, you know, Tampa is a huge strip club hub. <laughs> and he said that he did not go to any strip clubs, that he was just by himself. He was just meditating on the beach the whole time. If we were at a wrestling match right now, this is where the crowd would be like, bullshit, bullshit, (laughs) because you know that's not true. Andy points out that Candy has a terrible poker face because he can tell that she doesn't believe it and asked what would she do if Todd had done the same? And she said that all hell would have broken loose. I don't think Todd would even dare do something like that. No, I think he knows who his wife is. Don't activate her crazy. Candy does point out that he should have come clean earlier with his wife. Ralph agreed. And he did apologize to Drew and that he'd never do it again. And Andy also reminds Ralph that now that he's on this show, people are looking for him. Yep. And that maybe he should think about that. That is a great deterrent. It is. Too bad. How are you going to sneak around? You're on TV, bro. Everybody knows your face. Look at what happened to Brandy and her husband on Dallas. Yep. Yep. Yikes. 
Uh, so Ralph is asked if he got upset after being told by Drew what happened in the bachelor party and, you know, how hers was a G-rated version. Yeah, it was a G-rated version, a little more sanitized. And then he saw a little bit of the whole down and dirty because, you know, the cameras were covered after a while. So we don't know what happened. And uh, he said he was upset seeing it and uh, seeing it hit different. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> You know, it was interesting hearing how she said it to him originally when she was on the phone and then seeing him find out about it. Mm -hmm. And then you have to think that there was another level when he actually watched it. Yeah. I'm sure that was not a happy household that <laughs> night. But all she has to do is be like, hey, Tampa. And I think the conversation would be done. So, Or it would end with the marriage. Oh. It just depends on what mood he's in yeah, that day. Yeah, depends. He might take off and uh, go to... Miami? Yeah. <laughs> Great beaches in Miami. <laughs> so we get a viewer question stating that Drew keeps making comments about the other women's relationships when it seems that hers is hanging by a thread. And Andy jokes that it was Kenya's question, but they changed the name. And we all laughed because I, I wonder sometimes. I actually thought that. <laughs> I actually wondered if it was Kenya. Sometimes. Drew said that they have had issues in the past, but they continue to go to counseling. Andy asks her about a comment she made that some of the women gave her husband googly eyes. And Kenya immediately says it's not her and Drew says that it was. So Kenya defends herself and they only showed her saying, she only commented about him being handsome like literally twice. But I think she learned her lesson with Apollo and the way that she was like, she was always talking about how fine Apollo was. Oh, for sure. She really overstepped her bounds when it came to Phaedra and Apollo's marriage. And I do think that. I think she knows that now. I think she knows it too. But at the same time, I will still say like the very first time she talked about him. I thought she was gross because she over, oh, he's handsome. And she did her little like head tilt and her little flirty hair thing. Yeah. I, mean, I was like, come on. Yeah. Did you not learn anything from Apollo? No, because she's incapable. Oh, wow. So. So after that, they decide to take a break for lunch. Ralph goes on his way. Andy's talking to LaToya backstage as she's getting ready, who has uh, all the sicknesses in the world, apparently, except coronavirus. Which I thought was way fishy, but okay. Yeah, she's like, bladder infection, kidney infection. I got the flu. I got clubfoot. I got... Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> Drew and Portia talk smack about Kenya. Uh, Latoya calls Kenya and says that one of Drew's assistants barged into her room and threatened her with vitamin C because she heard that she was sick. And said, this is from Drew Sedora, you piece of shit. Don't you ever forget it. Allegedly. And then he threw the vitamin C in her face and then pushed her chair over. And, and then he flipped her off. Flipped her off and said, Drew Sedora, motherfucker. And then walked out. I don't think that's quite how it went, but close. <laughs> It was a close reaction. That's how Latoya. Yes, that's how Latoya made made it seem, but it did not seem to be that heated. Yeah. So, but Latoya is insulted. So you know when she comes out, gonna be she's gonna be on one. She's gonna be feeling hot, hot, hot. She's gonna have the guns out. 
Speaking of hot, 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 her outfit was oh cute, yeah. cute as fuck, and it I was and impressed. Tiny. It like stayed on. It stayed where it was supposed to, yeah. and like because if it moved even a small fraction, all yeah. would have shown. She must have been taped to hell. She looked great though. Yeah, yeah, I'll give it to her. Probably my favorite dress. Yes, I agree. So after the break, Latoya comes in just as we expected. Both guns blazing. First thing she calls Drew is SpongeBob. <laughs> Which I don't even understand why that's an insult. SpongeBob is adorable. We have the same birthday, me and SpongeBob. He is an LGBTQIA plus icon. I say that <laughs> with no irony whatsoever because he is. Shout out to SpongeBob. Woo. She starts off explaining what happened. I guess it was Ralph Sparber who came in and uh, threatened her with wellness. Um, How dare he wish her well with vitamin C? Yeah, son of a bitch. You didn't think it was arsenic. It was vitamin C. (laughs) They didn't trust it. It had anthrax on it. Uh, so drew apologizes drew and ralph had no idea that that was going to happen so they asked the person to leave and latoya doesn't believe that she didn't know about it and so they just start to bicker like they always do when they're around each other for longer than five minutes and you know what andy said Hmm. all right that's episode one (laughs) and it is so let's all regroup let's take a break yeah regroup have a bowl Come back and we'll start right back in with episode two of the Atlanta reunion on Blunts and Bravo. Welcome back to Blunts and Bravo. Let's go into episode two. Okay, so we start up that second episode and it is for sure Latoya versus Drew. I hope everyone has put your bets in. The first question is asked why it's so heated between the two of them from the jump. And Latoya brings up the wig, which makes no sense to me, but we'll keep going. It offended her spirit. The wig was so bad, it offended her soul. Then Latoya says that Drew mentioned something about her not caring about her husband. Yeah. And that is the root. Yeah, that's bothered her ever since. Yeah. But I will also say that Latoya started talking shit about Drew before that was even said. Yeah. So I don't use that. I, I mean, it's hard for me to justify that. I think she was hurt by it, but that's not the reason why. It was hot from the very beginning because she just went in. No, she was because she that was the first day that they met each other. And when Kenya called them strays and all that. So she said that about her not respecting marriage or whatever. And then Latoya was talking shit about her to everybody after that. And she didn't know Drew didn't know how much Latoya had been talking shit about her. until she watched the show. All right, fine. I'll give it to you. (laughs) It's still done. We're a team. You know, LaToya admits that there were some nice moments between Drew and her. And we did see them on screen. Yeah. Also, Cynthia wants to jump in on Wiggate, like way after it stopped talking about it. But this is pretty on brand for (laughs) Cynthia. Anyway, she says that everyone drags everyone if their wigs are bad. Thank you, Cynthia. (laughs) So we move on to the sexual tension between LaToya and Kenya. The best part of the sizzle reel that they show is how uncomfortable my... Mike Hill looked at the two of them. It was like he was worried he was going to get in trouble. Yeah, he needed an adult in that moment. I I felt for him, but also it gave me the giggles. And then a viewer asks if her and Kenya are still into each other. Kenya says no, that she was disappointed with LaToya. She felt like LaToya was 
wasn't there for her when the women were ganging up on her. And Latoya said that she felt like that was Kanye's battle to fight. It was. It was, yeah. And then they asked how romantic it had gotten between the two of them. And Kanye says she hadn't seen anything on Latoya. But Latoya says that she has seen Kanye's butt. Who hasn't? Well, I'll, yeah, thanks is that to like rela- Is that relationship making? Because we have problems. Um, Just naked butts. Okay, got it. Oh, and on Watch What Happens Live, Drew said that she felt like there was something between the two of them. Shady. And Latoya said that Drew cheated on her husband, Ralph, with her because they kissed in South Carolina. And Drew said that didn't happen. Candy said they did. And Drew, she's hanging on to that no. She's not giving it up. Yeah, Drew has one of those moments where you want to say, look, honey, it doesn't matter what you're saying. We know what happened. I asked why Latoya shared Kenya's private divorce information with the nieces. And they she was asked if this was done to kind of change sides from Kenya's to, to the others. Latoya says that the dynamics between the women are really confusing because one moment it's a sisterhood and the next moment they hate each other and she doesn't know how to navigate when those moments are happening. (laughs) You know, Kenya says that's not true. There's some arguments that go back and forth, but I had to laugh because Kenya brings up that Drew was groomed by Portia, which, you know, that causes a bit of a thing. And then Portia points out, you know, when this happened, I full on said in front of everybody that she shouldn't be talking about your business. I stood up for you. And Drew said, me too. Don't forget me. I said it too. Thank you. You know what? We got to be honest. We liked Drew at the beginning of the season, but at the last three episodes in this reunion, she really let us down. Yeah, she came in with that terrible receipt. Oh, we'll get to it. Yeah, we'll get to it. Okay. Latoya says that it seems okay for Candy to mention it in front of Don Juan. Candy full on was like, yeah, that wasn't the best idea (laughs) that I ever had. And, you know, neither was it the best idea for Latoya to talk about it with the nieces. And, you know, then Kenya comes in and says, yes, I spoke to Candy about that. I said how I felt about to Candy. And on Candy's face, you knew that that was a very uncomfortable conversation that was had. I'm sure Kenya came in hot. And and left hot. Yeah. Andy asked if Latoya can understand why some of the women or some audience members would feel that she'd be, was two-faced and she said that she gets it. Well, that's good. Self-awareness, I guess. I guess. Next, they bring in Marlo and Shamia, and Marlo is showing a lot, a lot of skin. Her dress is like, I don't know, it looked like it was made of pleather, and it had no sides to it, and instead had these giant straps that held it together. I mean, it was very, it fit her perfectly. Yeah. Oh, and then... (laughs) We get a shot before they sit down and really start getting into the conversation. And like Marlo's turning around, showing off her outfit and the camera cuts over to Portia yawning and it is top tier comedy. And not just a little yawn. We're talking like- It was a big, like- It was huge. It was if a huge your yawn. cat did that yawn, you'd be like, oh, big yawn. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> uh, Shamia's wearing like this feathers and rhinestones dress. Marlo's really shitty about it and says it looks like she came right off coming to America. Then Shamia, though, describes it as old Hollywood. I didn't get that from it either, but good good for her. I don't know. It, it had a lot of feathers. It did. It, it had feathers and rhinestones. It certainly was a dress that was on her body. Yeah, okay. Andy asked Shamia, who is the antiest of the ants? And she says, Marlo. Marlo, who, uh, 
you know. She got her niece rank taken away. Obviously, because Marlo was considered a niece, which, okay, I did not understand whatsoever. Marlo's around the same age as those other anti women. I did not know why she, they would bring her to the niece party because she was not a niece. I think the other girls were going to, like to bed early and that's why they called them aunties, but Marlo was hanging around with them. And so she got to be a niece until she pissed off Portia, Portia and Shamia or Shamila. Shamila. <laughs> I uh, I understood that energy that Shamia had yeah, in that moment. Like, Stop fucking. You know my name, Shamia. Say it correctly. It's disrespectful. I get that 110%. Yeah. It was funny. It was funny. You know, she says Marlo and then Marlo has to get up and swing around and say, you know, does this look like an antibody? Which I thought was funny. I had to giggle because I don't think she realized what she had said. Did she say antibody? I think she said an antibody. <laughs> I'm almost positive. And so then Shamia shoots back that her outfit actually looks like one of those for people who just healed from liposuction. Which I don't like girl let it go <laughs> here's the deal if she got a liposuction who cares does she look great yeah does it make her feel good about herself fantastic would you get it maybe not but that's you she's not forcing you to do it so stop shaming women for doing things they want to do for themselves to make them feel better for themselves so they go to the footage uh, from their trip to South Carolina where all the drama takes place uh, starts with Kenya taking a private jet with Brooklyn and Latoya while she sets up the other ladies to go on a bus with no air conditioning and didn't even give the option to anybody else. They could have maybe threw her a couple extra thousand dollars so they could have gotten a jet big enough to fit take all, of them. all of them. Oh, but wait a second. That would mean that Kenya would have to think of someone other than herself. Mm. You're using that logic again. Yeah, my bad. And it, and it doesn't work. All right. Well, the topic comes up of Kenya bringing her daughter to the trip in the first place. Hey, hey did lady, I huh? cut me off. I Did I? Yeah. Yeah. Well, then keep talking. <laughs> I thought I thought you were going to interject and I'm like, let me wait for her. And you were like, fuck you, my paragraph now. <laughs> the fact that she didn't give the option to the other ladies as well to bring their kids and they didn't know that she was bringing Brooklyn until they got there. That pissed off some of the women who have like smaller babies because they did not realize that that was an option that they had and I don't think they knew that Brooklyn was even going until they got to the house in South Carolina. Also the fact that this was Kenya's trip she was a terrible host. Oh one of the she worst. She should have left it to Candy. Yes completely. We knew there would be food if, if Candy was there. Yeah Candy wouldn't have gotten herself a single crab cake and ate it in front of everybody i that confessional which she was so pissed off i felt that felt you were that like in my soul finally i found someone that i relate Find with on a cosmic level on television <laughs> <laughs> So Candy's asked why of all the things Kenya did to be messy all season that it was the crab cakes that did it. And she said that it was sort of a build up and the crab cake was the final thing to bring on an explosion. When you're hangry, that's the spark. I also loved the attitude and maybe this is because in past trips they've had like a cook that's there and they did not have that this time around that if before if they were hungry there were lunches planned and dinners planned Mm -hmm. and Kenya was like there's food in the fridge I don't know why they just don't go fix themselves something yeah and I was like why didn't I didn't come on this work trip to cook for myself (laughs) 
There was a lot of entitlement there that I, I found interesting. With that, they start the topic of why Kenya brought her daughter on the trip and, and even in the first place. And she says that she will not let her child with a nanny. Now, I'm not going to mom shame her because that is her right to feel that way. Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with the fact that she brought the kid to the party, yeah. to the trip. But it's the fact that she didn't even mention it to the other women yeah. that she was bringing her daughter. You know, that's the part that she doesn't seem to understand why the ladies are upset about in fact she even doubled downs on it and she's like if they wanted their children there they would have been there i'll get back again with the deflection Porsche and candy they made it clear multiple times there and on the show that the problem was the double standard that she had and that they just wanted to know that bringing their kids was an option even when drew invites them to new orleans later in the season she's like oh you can bring pj she's like oh was, i'm not bringing her this is a girls trip i just wanted the option yeah <laughs> And that makes sense. You know, she then kind of throws shade at Candy, which really blows my mind. Okay, Kenya, you have two friends. Two. Literally. Literally, probably in life. But on the show, for sure, you have two friends. Don't bite your friend just because you can't admit that you're wrong. Because that's what she turns around and does. Because she says, well, Candy was able to arrange a dick in a box, but so she could have arranged for her kid to be there. And I thought, wow, what a shitty thing to say about something someone that's supposed to be your friend. Someone who has defended you in times that you did not deserve to be defended. And then when she is trying to state her opinion, Kenya's just talking over her the whole time. Oh yeah, that that was her whole strategy throughout the whole reunion. If I talk over them and loud enough, they'll eventually stop talking. It was, there were moments that was hard to watch. Kenya again is trying to talk over Candy and Andy asked the ladies if Kenya had told them they were that she was bringing her daughter if they would have brought their children. Portia said if they had known it would have been an option, they would have contacted production to see how they felt because in the past, production has not been cool with them bringing their kids. Which, you know, makes sense. With as much as they're drinking and the things Uh, that they're they're up to. They're at work. (laughs) Yeah. Kenya kind of tweeted something in regards to this when the show was on that basically said that the women were reacting the way they did because they had guilt because Brooklyn was there and they didn't bring their kids yeah insinuating that they were not good mothers and this sets Portia off and who could fucking blame her because of that like that was not a fair thing to say whatsoever mm-hmm. and you know Kenya again tries talking over and Portia just calls it out and states that Kenya's mothering isn't better than any of the other ladies you know and that they weren't just given the same opportunities regarding the situation and and Candy's asked why she got upset considering that Riley has stated that she's not around a lot anyway which I thought was a super low blow that didn't need to be said. Yeah. And, you know, Candy takes offense to it. And who wouldn't? Candy says that one of her main issues is that Kenya, she felt that Kenya was using Brooklyn so that she didn't have to engage with the ladies. Yeah, I felt that way too. It's a great excuse. Like, oh, I can't. I have my child here. I can't. I have to take care of her. Drew's asked why she felt the need to tell the ladies that Kenya was taking a private jet after being asked not to. Kenya says because she's a narc, which I thought was rich Uh, right (laughs) 
Drew said that she didn't narc that she held Kenya accountable because she didn't understand if these ladies were her friends why she would keep it from them. And I agree because why wouldn't you just go and be like, hey, I'm taking a private jet to go there. If you guys want to throw some money in, we can get a bigger one and we can all go. I did not understand the rationale to Kenya's mind of why she would tell Drew who she did not invite to be on the private jet that she was going on a private jet. That's the main thing I don't get. Why would you tell somebody you know that you're putting on a bus that winds up not having air conditioning? That, oh, I'll be there and and 10 minutes flat because I'm taking the PJ. It didn't, it was a flex that she was trying to do and it backfired on her. I don't know if she thought she was going to impress her or she was telling Drew her station. I don't know why she wouldn't tell them considering this is filmed like was she just not gonna mention it until it was aired stranger things have happened but (laughs) maybe it was one of those things that she thought after it had happened and time had passed that maybe it would not be as bad but you know I kind of live by the construct that it's better for you to be honest about something and tell that person directly instead of say having them find out on a second source like I always told my daughter if something's up you you need to come tell me because if I find out from someone else, it's going to be 110 times worse. Kenya then tries to explain herself, but then throws out that Drew had body issues and she was trying to be kind and tell her that due to the bachelorette party, she could bring Spanx. Okay, wait a second. She wanted to be kind to tell Drew that her fatty ass body might need Spanx because basically that's what that comes out as. She wasn't being, there was no kindness there. That was Kenya on public television mocking Drew's appearance. Now Drew acted like an ass for the last part of the season. Mm-hmm. But no one deserves to be trying to make to feel vulnerable because of how their body looks. That's not right. Yeah. Fucking Kenya. <laughs> Drew takes the moment to say that Kenya's aware of her body issues and it's because she has adenomyosis, which causes her uterine lining to grow into her abdomen muscles and causes a lot of pain and that she's been told that she'll need to get a hysterectomy due to it. And so she shames Kenya for her comments. Which I understand. Don't don't body shame, folks. You don't know what they're going through. I also find it interesting where Kenya says she doesn't get upset, but you know she does because she talks about it continuously about how her butt is real and the ladies say that her butt's not real why she would in turn do that to someone else um because the rules are different oh double standard that's right thanks Portia for letting us know yeah from there we move to Cynthia And then we go ahead and go on to the relationship between Candy and Portia. And uh, they show us some clips about their relationship over the years through the the highs, the lows. All them lows. All them lows. (laughs) You know, they say that they're now following each other on social media. That's good. And the ladies are asked if they're surprised to see that their relationship now. Marlo says no, just very short and bitterly and clipped. And she states that she thinks that they became really close after the dungeon party. And then she goes on to say something like, it's almost like Candy knows dirt about Portia and that's why they're cool. Yeah, that makes no sense. That makes no sense (laughs) at all. It just sounded so bitter. She sounded like a bitter Betty. Mm. You know, Candy says in reply that the dungeon party changed the relationship between Marlo and Portia. And Kenya says that it's her opinion that you need to keep an eye open when you rekindle a relationship from someone that has hurt you but don't apply that same thinking to her exactly (laughs) she needs forgiveness and love Um. 
You know, Candy says that she really felt this year that Portia and her were just different and that she saw Portia was trying not just with her, but with other people within her circle like Don Juan. And, you know, Portia says they shook hands, they decided they were going to be friends and that they made it a point that if something happened, that they would contact each other outside of the ladies and talk it out. And I really think that that helped their relationship quite a bit. Yeah. And now we move on to our main event. Oh. The only story line that I mostly remember is like until we watched the reunion and we're taking these notes I was like what else happened but Bolo (laughs) the dungeon party so of course they go through the whole thing and they show all the clips and uh, Andy asks what his dungeon name would be and Candy calls him Silver Bullet that's a cute name yeah it's really good though the only thing I thought of was beer which I thought was funny is there a Silver Bullet beer that's what Coors Light oh oh. which is made it even funnier but that's just me (laughs) and this she mentions uh, that since the show aired that her bedroom candy sales went through the roof. So good for her. If there's one thing Candy's going to do, she's going to start a business and get a check. So she says that she's putting together a virtual dungeon so that the people can experience that online. Make that money, girl. Always with a business. Portia says that her and Chocolate were cool. Kenya's alter ego. I don't know. All she did was dance I I, I think it's one of those like, oh, you're much more fun when we're drinking together. something like that she wasn't being kenya she was being chocolate and rolling around on the floor uh, you know what i get that portia also brings up that there might have been some things going on between um portia and latoya yeah portia mentions that something might have happened between her and latoya got it okay portia said there might have been some things going on between her and latoya but that she doesn't remember a whole lot of it because she was drinking latoya uh, implies that they did <laughs> they did what batman don't do Wink. Ooh. If you don't know what that means, go to Google's. And then Silver Bullet says that the theme of the night was sexual freedom and that they all got into the spirit of it. Then Marlon wants to talk about the elephant in the room. Which I... Uh. Okay, Th- this storyline kills me, but go ahead. Okay. She says that Portia is acting like they weren't actually friends and was a cheerleader for her. Portia says that she was a cheerleader for her on the show and not in life. Marlo asks what she did in South Carolina to get her cut off, and Portia says that their issue happened after the pumpkin patch. And then Marlo starts in insulting Portia, saying that her face is fake, and then Portia's like, well, your body's fake. And Marlo <laughs> said she was hurt because she thought that they were friends. And Portia says Marlo knows exactly why they aren't friends anymore and that there was no issue until Marlo made it an issue. Marlo says that she's pissed and she's gonna tell everything like a great friend does. Definitely right? like someone that's what I you do. want to forgive and bring back into your life and tell personal things too. I'm mad at you so I'm gonna tell everyone your deepest and darkest secrets. That's what she did to Nini last time she became friendly with Kenya. Yeah. I'm really, really disappointed in Marlo this season. Yeah. Yeah, I don't like this. I Yeah, I could not believe. I thought that she was a lot of fun. In fact, she was my very first Bravo. Yeah. Like, I actually complained. Yeah, I complained. I wanted her to have a peach. And then you see her this season, and I'm like, well, I'm glad they didn't give you a peach. And I also wondered if a lot of this drama was brought up so that she could get a peach next season. I hope that wasn't her thinking, because I think if they were going to give her a peach, it would have happened by now. Been a friend for a long time. And the funny thing is, the friend she started with is not the friend she has now. And in all honesty, she really doesn't have any friends right now. Womp womp. Yep, Marlo's worst friend. Oh. 
She then throws out that Candy told her everything that happened the night after the party, and yet she's getting punished for it. So she just snarked on Candy Again. in the same breath. <laughs> yeah, but I think we're about to find out why she's doing this, because this is the setup. Huh. Dun, dun, dun. We're going to take a short break. And when we're back, we are going to finish off episode three of a three-part reunion that should have been done in 90 minutes. Yes. I'm Blends and Bravo. Whoop, whoop. And we're back. We are currently working on the third episode of a three-part for Real Housewives of Atlanta. So our last part of the reunion starts off with Kenya and her detective work regarding South Carolina and the Bolo incident. In the clips, it shows Kenya and her little mock trial. Tanya, who actually was not at the reunion, I was sorry to see, says that she ended up spending the night in Portia's room, which makes her seem like... Yeah, it made her a target. It was like, you should have... I know you're trying to defend your friend, but you made it worse. You should have just been quiet. Yeah. And how Marlo was trying really hard to get Candy to admit to her what she'd heard from her side of the house, which was just a Across from Portia. You know, Andy asked if there was discussion about maybe between the ladies about what would not be talked about the next day because they all thought that filming was over. And, you know, it said that when the cameras are on, Bolo had to remain covered. He couldn't touch the ladies. And they kind of all agreed that they wanted to have an actual real bachelorette party for Cynthia. And so they asked them to GTFO. And they, uh, they wanted to know what Bolo's giant penis look like. I was going to say, don't we all? And then I was like, no, no, not really. (laughs) No, not me. Apparently there's a video involving him and some fruit and I will go no further. Have you watched the video? No. You're a good girl. (laughs) You know, if you were asked that if they really thought there was going to be no filming on a work trip and Portia said they were drinking a lot and they were. Mm -hmm. Kenya's asked why she insisted on talking about what happened when her friends made an effort to make sure the cameras were covered and that the crew was asked to leave and that, you know, all the mics were taken off and Kenya's response says it wasn't her friends that she She has two friends on that cast and it wasn't either of them. And so she felt fine talking about it because it was in a work event. Mm -hmm. And that tells you absolutely everything you need to know about why Kenya Moore should not be your friend. I I think I might take her over Marlo, though, if it were an either or situation. If I had to do one or another. Yeah. I I don't know right now. I, I, I would normally like know immediately. But yeah, I don't know after this season. You know, Candy's asked why she didn't shut. Kenya down when she brought it up and she basically says that she was uncomfortable about the situation but Kenya doesn't listen to anybody and that Kenya's gonna do what Kenya's gonna do yeah so there was nothing she could have done to prevent Kenya from doing her magic from doing what Kenya was gonna do and then even Bolo Court was kind of funny at first until Kenya made it like a targeted interrogation yeah it became really sharp really it's like you tell me that you've had sex with this man like why and it was weird (laughs) yeah like I did not understand the motivation I still don't understand it yeah like I don't understand why that was a storyline for the remainder of the season who fucked Bolo should have been who leaked 
to the press. And I think that's something that we see further on in this reunion that it becomes such a big deal about the actual act if it happened if it didn't happen with Bolo with someone that it shouldn't matter with. Yeah. I said to this to you when the season started and I saw the way Kenya was acting. I said there are times I feel that Kenya works on commission. (laughs) That the more drama and the more stories she can bring the more money she gets. Mm -hmm. Like it's a bonus thing because (laughs) she stirs up shit that she has no right to be in. Mm -hmm. It always looks terrible on her. Like this looks terrible on her. This doesn't look bad on Portia. This looks like what did I say when we watched it together? I'm like I could never have Kenya as a friend. I couldn't trust her. Well to that point apparently Kenya would not do that to you if you were her friend. But she doesn't have any friends. You said it earlier. She has two. Allegedly. Candy also said that Kenya had told her that if the roles were reversed, that the women would be roasting her. Which I don't believe. I don't believe that at all either. I think that was Kenya's justification for being uncool. And there's a very big difference. She is still legally married. So it would have been a big deal if it were her. That's the difference if he slept with a single woman. Why would it matter? Exactly. That's their business. Exactly. Candy's asked about how she seems to be in the middle of the women in this particular scenario and Candy says that has never been her intention but Kenya and Marlo keep harping about how she knew what was going on and it put her in the middle. Mm-hmm. You know Marlo said that Candy told her the next day about everything that happened and everyone's sort of shocked that Marlo would say this and Marlo and Kenya state that the whole and then okay this is where this shit show goes left. <laughs> Marlo and Kenya then state what's the whole reason why the reunion is dressed up like a dungeon and everyone's like because of the bachelorette Uh, party and they're like no because of her lies it's because of Portia and her lies and everyone is kind of confused like the whole panel is like what the fuck are these two on about you know Portia kind of makes light of it because she doesn't really know what's happening either and she's like oh you know everything's about me I'm the one that This is all me. And then they come out and say that this has nothing to do with what happened in South Carolina. This has to do with the lie that was told about Candy and her husband, Todd, and how they were going to drug Portia and put her in the dungeon and sexually assault her. Mm -hmm. If you look at Candy in that moment, you would have thought that someone punched her in the stomach. Like you could see the physical pain and anguish on her face once everyone in the room realized what it was they were talking about yeah they they bumped her shit out and you could tell you could tell you could see her just going through that trauma again and it wouldn't even make sense to do the reunion set up for that reason because it was four years ago because it directly affects two current cast members and also why would they have bolo's outfit on display if it were about and all the lingerie that all the women wore that yeah. night if it were about something else it was what they wanted it to be about yeah and therefore they heard dungeon theme and they're like oh this is why but that's not actually the case i don't even think that's true i don't know if it was a mutual decision it seems like maybe it was a mutual decision that they decided to make it about that to hurt portia not thinking of any collateral damage they might have with candy uh, a viewer asked kenya why she, why is she trying to slut shame portia kenya says that portia has lied several 
several times, even about her. And when someone lies about her, she's like a dog with a bone. Portia says she doesn't understand why Kenya is so pressed about her and why it even matters. And she tells her that she's trying to slut shame her and she looks ridiculous and you know she does she goes on to say that she wished that kenya was this obsessed about her husband and they might still be together shots fired yeah i'm like that was a good line and she didn't have anything to say about that and then portia asks why it even matters what she does with her own body andy asks kenya if portia did sleep with bolo hypothetically and say portia didn't want like her mom or somebody else to know why would you bring it up on the show and it basically comes down to uh one point in time portia called kenya a liar and now she's gonna be petty about it it makes no sense it makes no sense and this is why i feel that it's gotta be some sort of compensation plan happening (laughs) drama bonus drama bonus candy speaks up and you can tell she's in her feelings and you know it's about what happened four years ago she was blindsided by this accusation like she was like the furthest thing from her mind and Mm -hmm. you could tell and you know she says that it's a sensitive topic for her and andy asks candy if she really feels like her and portia have buried the hatchet and you know she says that she's always gonna feel a certain way about what happened but that they had made very very large leaps in in their relationship you know she says that she thought they were in a far better place Portia says that if the ladies want to bash her for sleeping with Bolo that was one thing but for them to bring up something that happened four years ago that had been worked out personally between the two of them was completely low yeah and they had tried really hard to rebuild that relationship you know Portia says you're bringing this old stuff up because you know that if she had slept with Bolo it's none of their business and that she's single and she can do whatever it is that she wants to do And Candy states that, you know, the Bolo thing has nothing to do with how she's feeling in that moment. But because of the incident from four years ago and how they, Marlo and Kenya just brought it up, that it brought up a lot of emotions for her. Yeah, those, those old bad feelings. Portia's asked how she feels about Candy talking about what happened at the bachelorette party with Don Juan. And she says that if that's what Candy felt like doing that day, she can't hold her to it. And she's trying to build a relationship with Candy. And she feels like it is what it is. Candy says she left the group chat after that. And Portia said, no, she left because of Marlo. And then they, of course, have to argue about that. And she's like, no, it wasn't. Well, they had to get to the next commercial break. Like that. Andy brings up the question of who leaked it to the blogs and we never get an answer to and we probably won't for a long time until somebody writes a memoir. Uh, Instead, the question to Marlo is if Kenya put her up to doing all the digging and Marlo says that she's a leader and not a follower. She doesn't take orders from Kenya. (laughs) Okay. And then uh, she's asked about the status of their friendship. Marlo says that they're okay, but they aren't super close, which I kind of figured. I don't think it would be genuine with all the things that they've said to each other for them to be like, oh, we're besties now. Even though Kenya tried to make it seem like they were. Yeah, for sure. Marlo says she's taking baby steps. Kenya says she likes Marlo because she's a straight shooter when she has a problem with you and that she trusts her. And That's so weird. Yeah. 
And then when Andy asks Marlo if uh, she trusts Kenya, she says not 100%, but apparently Marlo has been really upfront about that and hasn't been back to her house since they filmed that last bit with the prophet on FaceTime. Both Kenya and Marlo go on about how Portia's issue with Marlo is being friends with Kenya again. And then it's just more digs than going back and forth and being petty. You know, the ladies were asked who they thought put the story in page six and without even a hesitation, Latoya's like, Kenya. You know, Kenya defends herself saying, why would she do such a thing? Because page six has written such crazy things about her, you know, and then she wouldn't leak it to page six. Cynthia, though, said it wasn't her, but she did say that the person that was most invested in the story is is Kenya. Marlo says she didn't do it. Andy asks about Tanya and if anyone's heard from her. Portia says that they are still friends and they talk, but after everything that happened this season, she doesn't want to be a part of the group anymore. And, you know, frankly, who could blame her, right? She really got the hell out of Dodge after South Carolina. Yeah, she did. Um, Kenya insinuates that Tanya should be upset with Portia for trying to peer pressure into doing things that could cause problems with her life partner because she can never say her mate or her spouse because they're not actually married and Kenya is. Yeah. Even though they're not together and Tanya and her partner is. You know. Who's winning? Mm. I also find that kind of amazing considering that last season Kenya tried to bring up some drama about the cookie maker and oh, yeah, Tanya. Cookie lady. Yeah, that they were screwing around trying to hurt that relationship. So And all is... Tanya said was, Oh, can you wear his wigs? And she's like, I'm gonna fuck up your whole relationship. Hold insane. On. It was <laughs> insane. Oh, you know, it's mentioned again that Candy told Marlo everything that happened that night with Bolo. And she states that when she talked to Marlo, she wasn't even aware that Marlo and Portia had beef. So she didn't think it would be weird to talk to Marlo Mm -hmm. because she didn't know what the relationship status was. And then we also find out that supposedly Drew and Bolo had met years prior. Yeah, she brings up something like he met her with LeBron James or something like that. And they're like, you know, LeBron James? She's like, oh. Oh, yeah, he's, I've known we him to to like forever. Today. He's a friend of mine. And so I was like, hmm, let's investigate. So I looked at social media and she is following him and he is not following her. So, so much for friendships because that matters. Television has taught us that that matters. If you unfollow a friend, that's the next storyline. So then we go to possibly the most boring storyline of the entire season, even considering we forgot to put in anything about Cynthia because she didn't really do anything but get married. Profit gate. Oh no. We should have uh, less profits and more psychics on my housewife shows. That is what I would like. So they ask uh, why it affected Drew so much if LaToya and the Prophet had a relationship. It didn't. At all. She says it's a sensitive subject. She asks before they talk about it that they say a prayer. This is so over the top. Right. And then she says that it affected her baby's blessing due to the negative energy surrounding it and that several prophets backed out of the blessing. And at the end of the day, her mom wound up doing it. And I don't understand why she didn't just ask her mom to bless her granddaughter. Maybe her mom's not a prophet. She's just a regular pastor. Latoya asks how her life has any bearing on the baby being blessed. Valid question. Very valid. And it's everyone's consensus that it didn't have any. And Drew was just being pressed for no reason. Candy 
Candy is asked why she was so bothered by what Drew was saying. And Candy says it bothers her when religion is used against another person, especially when the man in question was single. True. I, I get that. Yeah. They talk about the audio tape cassette that oh Drew God. played for the ladies, which only showed that the prophet said he liked Latoya. Now, if you did not watch this season. Top five worst housewife moments. I agree. They're all sitting on a couch and then Ralph brings out this giant boombox and plays a tape, a literal cassette tape. They All you can hear is like people mumbling. You can't really hear what's being said. And this was supposed to be the big aha moment. Yeah. That the, I still don't the understand. The big reunion receipt. I mean, the big finale receipt. And it was nothing. nothing. So she says there was more on the tape, but that for legal reasons, she couldn't use it. And Candy says that it's because the tape wasn't cued to where she wanted it to be. Andy tells Drew that if she wants to be a housewife, she better have receipts. Yeah, next, she better bring a binder. I felt like this is, again, one of those moments where this was her first season and she felt like she needed... She needed to bring it. Yeah, she needed to bring it to show that she should be renewed for next year and it, no. In fact, that whole last episode was just bad for her. Go home. Yeah. So she's asked how she felt about Prophet Lot going on live, saying that he didn't have a relationship with her. Ooh. And (laughs) Drew pretty much calls him a false prophet. That was hardcore. Though I don't understand following anyone that self-proclaims prophet, but that's just me. Religious low blow. Yes. Andy points out that Drew has condemned Kenya for the bolo situation, but doesn't seem to see that she's doing the same thing to LaToya regarding the prophet. And she says it has nothing to do with LaToya, but to do with her family and their ability to have her baby blessed. Okay. Am I missing something about this baby blessing thing? I don't know. I wrote delusional allegedly. Because I'm sitting here, like I've had my baby blessed and it's not like it's divining its fate <laughs> like this isn't like is the Maleficent supposed to tell your child secrets who it that, will be when it grows yeah up? is this maybe this is more psychic than prophet i don't know all i know is i don't understand how she made such a big deal out of something for nothing and i could make a hot take that would totally just be conjecture and i will if you'd like Okay. <laughs> I had kind of wondered if maybe Drew had the hots for the prophet herself and annoyed that it was Latoya. She was weird about it. She's yeah. very weird about it. I didn't I understand know, like, the Ralph's, weirdness. If we're gonna go there, Ralph's hotter than the prophet. I just don't understand why it was such a big deal and why it ended up affecting her baby's blessing. Yeah. And she did make it seem like he was cheating. I'm like, was he cheating on yeah, Jesus? Cheating I don't understand. spiritually on her or something? I don't know. It was really, know. it was really weird but then something that no one saw coming i certainly didn't latoya then says i totally go to church with drew if she asked me and i'm like you guys have done nothing but fight and now you want to go to church with her and then drew who can't leave anything alone is like oh well you'll have to go to my mom's church so we don't have any profit problems and latoya <laughs> said you know that she'd like to work on the relationship and everyone seems pretty stunned in the room and you know she says she wants to move forward but i also feel that maybe Latoya knows watching watching how Kenya is reacting to Portia and everyone else that she's not safe on the show with Kenya mm-hmm. and she's going to with, need like just Kenya as an ally yes that she needs a group of people that she can feel more trustworthy with mm-hmm. which is going to be hard because she burned a lot of bridges I this girl is giving me whiplash yeah from her coming out calling her Spongebob and now she's going to church with her 
aunt tried to attempt murder when she was getting dressed. And now she's like, oh, yeah, I'd love allegedly. to go to church. Allegedly. Yeah, allegedly. And I'd love, love to go to church with Drew. Let's yeah, be besties. Yeah, it was really weird. Like, it was weird. You know, we then go into Portia and Kenya's relationship of hate. You have to say it that way because it's not just a normal dislike. They loathe each other. Yeah. I'm kind of here for it. So let's get into it. All right. They show a clip of the relationship and a lot of it kind of is more towards last season when Portia and Kenya had had their babies and they kind of had a meeting and they had a really nice moment. Um, And it looked like maybe the leaf had turned. Yeah. In their relationship. Mm-hmm. You know, they show that. And Kenya says that she told Portia some things that were super personal that she hadn't even told the other ladies. And now I'm just going to state, I'm positive this was done to test Portia. Mm-hmm. And and she doesn't really say that Portia said what those secrets were. She was upset to find that in that season that Candy and Portia were kind of saying some things that they didn't think the marriage was going to work. Mm-hmm. But Portia didn't say any secrets to Candy. Yeah, it's just that she didn't uh, back her up. This is always Kenya. Like, Kenya always kind of implies that something happened, but it didn't really happen. But she's already made it happen by speaking it out into the world in her head. Expound. Well, like this moment. She's making us feel like she told really personal stuff to Portia and that Portia then went and talked about it with Candy. But she didn't talk about like it betrayed candy. her or something yeah it makes it sound like she was betrayed instead of Portia giving an honest opinion of what she sees on the outside of that relationship with a person doing the exact same thing okay that's a whole totally different situation mm-hmm. so it, that's something that really pisses me off with Kenya she accuses people and then like it is of something so completely different and not as substantial it's like you just want to be mad I don't get her I don't get her either. Portia, she's seen the way that Kenya treats and talks about her friends and that she decided she just didn't want to be friends with Kenya anymore and that when Kenya was pregnant and gave birth to Brooklyn that she showed a far more sensitive and softer side and then as soon as that was over she said that probably the big thing for her was Kenya sending the marching band to Marlo's wig party. Oh my god. You know and promoting her own hair care that she realized that Kenya hadn't changed at all and that she didn't want to be friends with her Mm -hmm. anymore. And she said that she probably should have told Kenya that she didn't want to be friends with her anymore. But let's be honest, who wants that uncomfortable conversation? Yeah. I don't want to be friends with you. Yeah. How do you keep that civil? How do you, especially when you're on a show together. Yeah. A viewer asks why they can't just put it to bed and that, you know, this has been going on since their very first season and, you know, their mother now and Kenya says that she had and Portia says she thinks it's unfortunate but she made the decision that she didn't want to be her friend anymore and Kenya said that she didn't defend her or her child when people were talking about her was that her job like they had just made up and that was because they were both mothers at the same time I I don't know that whole thing was very very ridiculous to me and it always if you think about it it always comes back to you didn't protect me from somebody yeah and having a person's back doesn't necessarily mean you defend that person when they're wrong yeah you know if someone is talking about your friend and they're saying false derogatory comments yeah you stick up for your friend yeah but they yeah exactly they weren't friends like that but they weren't friends like
like that. Pretty much. Probably like the year before they weren't friends They didn't even last a whole season. Yeah. You know? Only only half. (laughs) Like they only went to half a season. So I don't know what she's expecting. And then even this season, because if they were in a better place, which in the clip that they shown, they were talking about uh, Lauren didn't invite her to the surprise party because she didn't know that they were cool again. And then it turns out that like, no, you're not really. All it takes is one perceived slight. All right. So um, I might say something that might get the Kenya Moore stands rabid with me, but I'm going to say it anyway. Okay. All of these things that Kenya claims that Portia did to her, all these little slights were things that Kenya did to make her look good. She wasn't invited to the PSA. Mm-hmm. So she hates Portia. Even though the PSA is for something she supposedly believes in and supposedly wants to stand up for, instead of being like, yeah, I'm really disappointed that I wasn't asked, but I'm really glad that it was put out because it's probably going to do a lot of good. Mm-hmm. No, she just wasn't invited to it. And that's why she's mad. Yeah, it's like you, you said she was getting arrested on purpose. Yeah. So she wasn't invited to the party because she'd already been saying things about how Portia was faking all this to get clout. And so she sends a gift to the daughter and gets upset that she wasn't invited to the party. And is mad at Portia who did not know the party was happening. Exactly. It was literally a surprise party. Why are you targeting Portia? So it's like all these things that she's saying that Portia did to her were all things she did to look like a good person. Drew jumps in and says that Kenya never gave her a chance and she was sad because she was really excited to meet her. She'd been watching her since she was a little kid and she was really excited and every time Drew said something, I feel like, go home, Roger. Why are you involving yourself in this? It was really one of those moments where, look at me, look at me. It was a look at me moment. Yeah, you guys aren't paying attention to me. And I really sat there and went, okay, wait a second. This is some heavy shit that's been happening now for several seasons. Why are you jumping in right now? Because Kenya was mean to her and she'll never forget it. Ever. (laughs) Then Cynthia is asked if she thinks that Kenya and Portia can save their relationship and Cynthia says never say never, which uh, I think is fair because you would never think the first few seasons of watching Cynthia on the show that it would end up with her and Nini being like, well not enemies, but they are very much not friends. Yeah, they're not friends. (laughs) And she gave her a friendship contract and everything. You know, Shamia says that she'd like to say something and that reunions are supposed to be getting stuff off your chest and where you clear the air. And she just wanted the women to know that she heard that they were saying things like she was Portia's lapdog and and stuff and how Portia controls her and that that's not right. It's not right for them to think that of her and that she's her own person. And even though she's Portia's best friend, she does have thoughts of her own and opinions of her own. And this just starts a huge, huge fight. Just shouting at each other. Just shouting. I can't even tell you really why they were fighting about that line. Like if you if you read the line, if you listen to what she said and then the fight that happened afterwards, it was like, 
what are you fighting about? We're angry. It, it, it is really. We're going to yell at each other now. It's kind of fascinating because all she said is that, yes, yeah, she was Portia's best friend, but she was her own person. And Portia and Marlo. No, you're not. <laughs> went at it like you would not believe. And, you know, Portia says, so much so, they're yelling at each other. The Portia tells Andy she wants security after the show because she's scared of Marlo. And then... Then Portia says that she should just go back to prison. And Andy's like, all right, all right, <laughs> enough. Yep. He's like, all right, got to go. And he uh, pretty much gets Marlo and Shamia off the stage. I thought it was funny uh, before they went to commercial, you hear the PA's voice. And he's like, all right, if you do not need to be off stage, you need to leave the stage or something like that. Just sounded like get the fuck out. Pretty much. <laughs> Oh, and I thought it was funny that Kenya jumped in when Shamia was saying this, saying that uh, you have to be a supportive friend to have a supportive friend. Oh, no, that was to Portia. Mm-hmm. And that made no sense because that's her actual yeah, Shamia's like, her real best, life, real best, life friend best friend on the stage with her, supporting her. And then you have that being said by the person who says she basically only has two friends on the cast. Wah, wah. Well, we are finally at the end. We finally made it. We did it. The closing of the reunion that lasted three hours and it could have been in 90 minutes could have been an email it was a little more than an email all right could have been a special yes a 90 minute special there we go so annie asked each of the ladies what their takeaway from the year was uh cynthia says not to take anything for granted candy is going to focus on her family and live her best life to the fullest kenya says it's a tough year to figure out for her daughter and that she needs to learn and embrace her fear drew said healing in her marriage and her son's father and everything that's been going on. Just healing everything. Healing all the the world. Portia says this is the year about really becoming Portia and you have to do what's best for you. (laughs) Of course she did. Even if that means... We'll get into that in just a second. (laughs) So they end the show with a crab cake and Ralph comes out with a platter and Kenya calls Andy super shady. I don't remember why, but because of the fact that he gave everyone a crab cake when she only got one for herself. (laughs) And it was a great way to wrap things up. And I think he should keep the food thing going. I agree. The women look very happy. They're probably starved. Yeah, Yeah, it was funny. All of their eyes like got wide and they sat up straight and you would have thought that the best looking guy in the world just came to talk to them. Uh, he did, and his name was Crab Cake. Silver Bullet knows how it goes. You say it, Andy Cohen. You say it. Those Crab Cakes were looking thick. They did. They look good. Mm-hmm. All right, let's talk about our thoughts of the season really quick. So they spent way too much time on this Bolo thing. I have heard that production is gone. Did you know Potomac and Atlanta have the same producers? Yes. I did not. <laughs> and it's like, well, then why is that show so good? And this one was like not good because you can only work with what you're given yeah they had a hard time with it being like in the thick of COVID too it's like them and OC suffered from that okay and OC yeah. suffered much much more I will give that only a bit and I say that because shows like Jersey and Summer House were fantastic during COVID yeah so I'm only giving that a little bit of credence 
Here's the problem. And it's the same thing with the OC. Those women don't like each other. They can't pretend to like each other. Yeah. Even the friends of like Kenya, both of them were very honest about her and are are often very critical Mm -hmm. of her. Like none of those ladies like each other and it comes across. Yeah. Potomac, even though this last reunion with between Giselle and Karen, Mm -hmm. that was the first year that we really saw the bitterness between the two of them. I mean, before it was a... Before it was fun shade. It was like, oh, they're just... That's just their dynamic. That's what they do. And it's like, do y'all just not like each other Yeah, that's what... And and, and last season's reunion, you felt that. Mm -hmm. So it's interesting to see how that's going to go. I'm I'm worried because Atlanta, they don't like each other. Yeah. but They're not each other's uh, first calls. The cast shakeup comes into play as well. That's what they're doing with the OC. Exactly. And that's what happened. And even though we did not watch this past season of OC just seeing the stuff that was coming on the blogs and you know on the gossip pages and everything it wasn't just normal argument reality show stuff it was deep-seated hatred oh yeah they, and and they a lot of it was directed it. towards the alcoholic who was recovering on our television. Which it I, was, I could not it was a hard, yeah, it, it was a hard sell. And they didn't sell it very well, which is why next season they're going in with a whole shakeup. But that is the way I feel about Atlanta. And it really became obvious in regards to Kenya saying that it's a work event. Mm-hmm. And you're like, but you're selling the show that you're all friends. Yeah. And now I, you're telling I us. I think that's the first time anyone like called it a work trip as well it's usually yeah. like the cast trip or something like that it's like yeah and this when she just work. full out said it it's a work trip and there's a fine line of how much you need to tell people i mean i think they learned that this season yeah <laughs> i think it's gonna be a lot of uh selective information with certain people if they film together which That's i think they the will other... i can't see anybody from atlanta the only person i could see anybody from atlanta saying that they're not filming with is phaedra i feel that Kenya is close. I think she'll have to fuck it up some more. But you I, think this okay. was a good start? I think this was a very good start, but I also think that Candy's almost done with her bullshit. And if she pisses Candy off, she's gone. Dun, dun, dun. Because if you listen to Cynthia on Wendy Williams, it, she makes it sound like she's not coming back. So there's one of Kenya's friends gone. Yeah. And then if she pisses off Candy, and Candy should be plenty pissed about what they did at this reunion, she'd have no allies and no one would want to film with her. Do you think Cynthia should get her like honeymoon season because she's finally in a happier relationship i mean no sh- no shades of peter but you can tell it's a very different relationship it is a very different relationship i think the problem and this is something that you and i have talked about season after season after season is that cynthia is beautiful but she's not very exciting mm-hmm. and so the divorce was a big storyline because those are huge and you know life-changing and weddings the same thing but even this season we didn't even talk about her segment because there was nothing really to talk about she got married in the middle of covid and yeah and had 250 people there because she saw her wedding a certain way and then she got dragged yeah she got dragged all over social media like yep i still got married on 10 10 22 
And she, but she did it. But there was nothing that was compelling to watch it. It was so not, let's put it this way. Bravo didn't even film it. Because it wasn't safe. It was like too many. So she had to have her own film crew come in. That's the only way they got footage. They're like, yeah, 250 people. And that's why. I don't think so, mama. (laughs) Yeah, I think that's, I mean, people could be like, oh, well, isn't that drama? No, because it was boring to watch. If this is her last hurrah, she has her happy ever after. And like she said on Wendy Williams, her first year she got married and then possibly her last year she got married. And here's the thing. I like Cynthia. I I think she's nice, you know, but she isn't compelling. She could be a friend of. Which it could be entirely possible too. And and that would be fine. But that does not help Kenya because that was her one really like ride or die friend with Cynthia. She'll still be around though because look at how often Marlo's around who is just a friend. I don't know if she can say that anymore. She doesn't have any friends there. Um, the other news we have is... Are we bringing up problematic Portia? (laughs) Portia, Portia, Portia. (laughs) First of all, congratulations to Portia and And Simon Simon. for their engagement. What is Simon's last name? Guobadia. Simon Guobadia. I think. I think that's how it's written. I hope that's Congratulations, Portia and Simon, (laughs) for their engagement. Uh, you know, the only... Portia uh, and Simon G. (laughs) His name is really hard to say and I'm really high and I don't want to insult him. Like it is actually to not be disrespectful. Yeah. So if someone that wasn't in the reunion and was barely in the show, but actually had kind of a lot of advertisement was Fallon. If anyone remembers Fallon, who married a much older man and named she Simon. And the boring Halloween party. Yes. Where she tried to uh, kill beat the Latoya. Shit out of Latoya. <laughs> Oh, she went for her. That, and that was the last time we saw her, actually. Yeah. Maybe they said it was because she kind of laid hands on her. I don't know. I don't know either. But her and Simon have decided they're going to get a divorce. And Fallon's loss is is Portia's gain. And so <laughs> they just recently got engaged and surprised absolutely everybody and had everyone's tongues wagging about. Yeah, the internet was in flames for about a week. <laughs> yeah, it was interesting to watch. And you know what? We don't know the backstory to it. We can make a backstory and that doesn't necessarily mean that it's true. We're like, good for her, question mark? Yeah, it's like, (laughs) congratulations. And I guess I always want to say, Portia, first of all, can you get in a relationship with someone? You know, could you go out for coffee? Maybe have a couple of months in before you decide you're going to get married? Let's go. We're in love. Let's do it. Yeah, I don't understand. She is just so much into these super quick relationships that end up terribly. Uh, You know, we're going to hope for the best. (laughs) As a great man named Phil Collins said, you can't hurry love. You just have to wait. Let's get on with our blunts and bravos. All right. So um, this is where we... We decide who is a good person. deserve good things like uh you know like some weed maybe uh but we give them a bravo for their service or their good deed or their funny line or uh in ashley judd's case just surviving yes then um i was calling it the bad dog moment and Rhonda told me i couldn't call it that anymore and so now i'm going to call it the boo hiss person of the week yes so we're gonna go ahead and uh, you know what i'd like to give the bravo go ahead i am doing this because 
because it, it, everyone will sit there and think that I'm being out of character, but this was actually my idea that the Bravo goes to Andy Cohen this time around because there were a lot of times in this reunion that could have just been chaos mm-hmm. and he kept them moving. He didn't allow a lot of it to happen. He cut it off before it got really, really bad and he just kept that show going. This reminds me of when Marlo was like, can I just say something? And Portia was like, no, we don't have time for you to just say something. And Andy was like, we got to move on. <laughs> yeah, like, bl- bless him. Like, he he earned his paycheck on this show because he did, he was very good at moderating what was happening. Yeah. He always has to yell at the ladies on all the cities at some point during the reunion. I don't know. But I can understand it, though. I think he yells far less than I would. Yeah, yeah. What's that supposed to mean? (laughs) Yeah. So our boo hiss is going to... It's going to Kenya and Marlo. Yeah, it's a double header this time around. That's why there's a boo and a hiss. Come on, <laughs> could two women... All right, I'm not even talking about any of that bullshit girl code or anything. It's just a how hard is it to just be kind? Just be kind. Like, how hard is it? Like, I don't understand. It is very, very few times in my life do I wake up and choose violence. And Kenya and Marlo choose violence every day in regards to words. Allegedly. Allegedly. That is my opinion. All right. I don't know what it is about their dynamic together. I don't know. Because the last time Kenya and Marlo were friends, it was when she had that beef with Nini. And Marlo was saying the same thing. Like, oh, if you knew the the stuff I had on her and blah, blah, blah. But I don't say any of that because I'm a good friend. Good friends don't say that. (laughs) At all. At all. I don't understand it. I was very disappointed in Marlo and I expected this from Kenya. That's the bad thing. I don't see Kenya being above this. Mm -hmm. This is what I have grown to expect and I'm bored. She's our heel. She's got to keep the drama going. I also think part of the thing too is like last season... Yeah, she came back as a housewife, right? Mm-hmm. She just needs to be kicked off. There, I but said it. But then who else will bring the drama? I hear Sheree might come back, though. What do you think about that? Another OG. I guess my thing is, is that Sheree left because there really wasn't much of a storyline for her in her life. And now, now I know. her man's out of prison. Yeah, but I also feel like that's a little unfair. <laughs> to just put him on television right away? I think unfair because I would feel like they were ex exploiting her relationship from a man that was in prison. All right. And to be honest with you, I'm so tired of these women that we watch on television that's supposed to entertain us. And granted, that sounds really crappy, like they're performance animals, but, and I don't mean it that way, but all of their desires and wants are like surrounded by a man. Like their sense of completeness has to be about having a dude. Mm -hmm. And Kenya is very much that. Yeah. And it's sad to me because I want to be like, girl, like leave him. <laughs> you're beautiful. You've been making it without him. And guess what? Some people, they're not made to be married and that's okay. Can you be happy with yourself? Yeah. Maybe that's or what it is. at least free yourself from this albatross. See, you can go find a man who will love you the way that you actually would like to be loved. Yeah. It was just, I don't know. I just look at her and I'm like, I don't understand you and I don't understand what motivates you. And it can't, and it's not 
not just, you know, because I'm married to a woman and I'm not looking for men. I am bisexual. I dated men before. I still didn't feel like I needed to be with someone. Mm -hmm. So it upsets me when I see Shannon Bedore, Kenya, Ramona, Ramona, Danielle, like all everything. It's because of a man, Leanne, Mm -hmm. who used to be on Dallas. It was like, I have to have a man. I have to have a man. She just wanted her to marry her one eyed man. So that's it. That is the close. That's all we got. Woo for Atlanta. Thank you for tuning in and sticking with us. We know this was a long one, but we didn't feel like you should have to uh, be put through. <laughs> hour-long episodes like we were so we condensed it yeah we gave you hopefully less than the 90 minute version (laughs) (laughs) we tried at least if you would like to uh write us and if you have any comments suggestions if you want to sponsor us well we're open to that too you can contact us at blunts and bravo all one word at gmail.com you can also follow us on our instagram also at blunts and bravo all one word we're at two almost no we are over 220 followers now thank Thank all of you for your support we love you yay we will see you next time but until then stay Stay safe safe and stay baked. baked.